This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're actually going to... This is my first video attempt at doing this show, uh, YouTube video. So let's go ahead and uh, switch this over here. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Here I am. So yeah, like I said, I'm doing something a little bit different today. Uh, there's been a few things that have uh, that I've listened to that, you know, where we're at uh, societally right now, and and just the whole situation is just so strange. It's uh, it's just it's just not sitting. It doesn't sit well with me. Um, and. I mean, if you've been following me, if you listen to any of my podcasts, I mean, I'm not, I'm not very shy about the fact that I think that the government is corrupt. It is. Uh, and it's just, you know, everything is, is geared to making the super elite and wealthy even wealthier. I mean, you have clear, clear indications, clear, uh, motives and 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 actions that are are showing this and you know there's a few people out there that are are speaking out against it but i think that we are so entrenched in this uh mainstream media that most people don't don't ever catch any of the fringe stuff that's going on uh you know underneath the surface of 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 the mainstream uh facade all right so you got this whole under under movement it's kind of like if you want to think about it it's sort of like a uh, iced over um lake or river right you got the uh it'd be it'd probably be a lake because the river is moving water it won't freeze maybe it will i don't know uh but i know with a lake you know you got the ice on the top and you've got the current that still moves around under the bottom and so what we're in right now is kind of like that you have a whole bunch of people that that uh know what's going on they see it they're talking about it but nobody in the mainstream is even saying a word about it no one's speaking out about it even people that that don't agree with it aren't speaking out about it it's like we're almost like we're 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 just we're programmed to know that we're getting fucked but yeah yeah what are you gonna do what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm just one guy. I can't do it all. I can't do everything. So I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. I I don't know, man. Maybe maybe before I had a kid, uh, it was, I, I might have been the same way. But now that I do have a daughter, it's like, man, dude, I don't I don't want her to have to feel the same way that I do all the time. You know, like, uh, like you've got this foot on your neck and it's just like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not like it's hard. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's more like a subtle, a subtle dance of death. You know what I mean? Where it's like, all right, uh, tighten it a little bit 
move back a little bit, start pushing out a little bit more, just to where you're about to pass out, and then I'm going to let it off a little bit. But I'm going to keep a little bit of pressure on there, just so you know I'm still there. That's what this feels like. That's what it's been feeling like for, I don't know, I, I'm going to say, ever it look, I don't have a... <laughs> I don't have a a, a long uh, track record of of like being a, a model citizen, okay? Um, but ever since I have, and that's like let's just say let's just use two thousand ten as as a, as a marker, a time marker there. All right, so from two thousand ten to present, I've really been paying attention to stuff and 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 like. Have, would be considered a a productive citizen in society, all right? Because for plenty of years prior to that, you know, I was not a very productive citizen at all. I was, you know, a criminal and all these other bad things. So, but what I'm noticing is, is it? It's like just you know, when I get ahead a little bit, there's always something, man. There's always something just beyond that whether it was the 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 10 grand that it cost me in 2018 for my taxes uh with the new shift and and you know the big bill i wasn't expecting there uh or just i mean you name it just something happens where whatever little bit that i got saved up ends up having to go to pay some sort of I get catastrophic event I guess you would say in like in my life all right you know whether it was my car broke down had to get a new one you know it's down payment all that stuff uh that goes into buying a car I mean I still have savings but I mean it's like you're just never able to get that that like all right I got 40 grand and so now I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I, I got money to go put down on something and get a house or whatever. I mean, as you can see, look, look around me. I'm, I'm in a fifth wheel. All right. That's what I live in. I live in a 40 foot fifth wheel. I mean, it's brand new. It's nice, but it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, it's just how it feels. That's how it feels to me. Uh, maybe, maybe it doesn't feel like that to you. Um, I mean, yeah, I live comfortably. I mean, I probably, you know, if I wanted to save more money, uh, I could sacrifice certain things. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. So the whole point, the point, the point of me being here right now is that, uh, we have a, uh, We have a crisis, all right, and it, not not the COVID nineteen crisis. I mean that that is what it is, all right. That's going to do what it's going to do, you know. However, it's going to happen, all right. There's not much we can do about that other than stay in the house like you're supposed to be and try to limit your contact with the outside world and and germs and and wash your hands and and do all these other things that you need to be doing, all right. But the other crisis is is the financial crisis that is about to go down, all right how it was manufactured, what it is, 
what this bailout really is. I mean, it, if you listen to my episode 28, uh, that's what I talk about. Well, not the way I talk about. It. I mean, I'm sharing a podcast of the Jimmy Dore show and with uh, Dylan Radigan, and he just lines it out pretty much what's going on. But he's not the only one that's talking about that. Right? He's not the only one. Um, I'm, what I'm going to uh, share here today is I'm going to share one from Jimmy Dore on the last one where he's calling for a general strike. All right, general strike. I mean, I don't, I've never in my 47 years, I've never, I don't think I've been a part in, unless I was too young to, to, to know what that was or, or there, but I was born in 73. So I don't think that we've been in my time. We've, I've, we've been through anything like a general strike. I have no idea what that is. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I have an idea. I'm in the union. I know what a strike is, but I mean, a general strike. I mean, I imagine that's like everybody just saying, sitting her asses down and not doing shit until we get what we want. So that's what Jimmy Dore is calling for. He's calling for a general strike and that, uh, the essential workers now, I mean, which are all the like 15 to $20 an hour workers, people that usually aren't in unions. I mean, some of the grocery stores are union and, but I mean like Amazon, all these, a lot of these essential jobs are in pay grades that, would you would think we're non-essential okay so they don't get you know you're calling me essential but you're not paying me like i'm an essential worker all right when all this is said and done you're not gonna you're not gonna give me what what it's worth all right i i mean that's what i take it as so anyways he's calling for a general strike i listened to joe rogan's show the other day with uh, eric weinstein on it and He's calling for a revolution. We need to revolt, all right? Not Joe Rogan, but Eric Weinstein. And I'm going to play play that clip for you. I'm going to play the one with uh, with uh, Jimmy Dore uh, calling for the general strike. I'm going to play that segment. And I'm also going to play the segment from Joe Rogan uh, with Eric Weinstein, where he he talks about if you know we don't if we don't wake up now and 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 revolt that. You know, it's, it's, it's all bad. And then I'm going to play another clip. All right. From another show that I listened to and they're talking about the, uh, the fed. All right. And that's on the, uh, tinfoil hat podcast with, uh, uh, Sam Tripoli, but he's on a swap cast with, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wilson, I think. And then, uh, Pat Militich from the conspiracy farm. So the three clips for you, three segments, uh, and they're all pretty much talking about the same thing, all right? Not the same, but they're talking about the same situation, three different aspects of the same situation and where we're at and and what we should do. Uh, so I don't know, man. We're in, we're in some crazy times right now, and uh, I. I hope it doesn't go all bad, but I mean, if it does, I guess I hope, I hope some good shit comes out of it, you know, as far as for the workers and for the people and for the taxpayers that, you know, we come out on the winning end of this because for, <laughs> we always come out on the losing end. All right. Because most people don't want to stand up for what's right or they don't feel like 
their little voice uh, will do anything. And then everybody's afraid of that one thing. Oh, the audit, the IRS audit. If you speak out and you start talking too much and, and getting too close to the truth and getting people to listen, you know, that's really what it comes down to. All right. And that's what they fear, right? They fear somebody rising up and getting the masses together, uniting the the population and showing them that, you know, hey, we, we're, we're not fooled anymore. That scares them, right? And so... But then again, you know, they're doing all these things that are so blatant and obvious that, I mean, if you're really that afraid of, of the population rising up against you, why would you be so brazenly, uh, blatant about what you did in 2008, you know, when you, when you robbed the markets there and stole how many houses from people and kicked folks out of their houses? Like five million people got got you know lost their homes, and that was just a that was just a wealth exchange. You know what I mean? They they just basically dude, just pilfered uh, and and stole homes from people. Uh, you know, in a in a in, in like a disgusting way. Let's just say that in a disgusting way. And we're, we're here again. All right. So let's look at one. I'm, I'm, let's look at one thing, one aspect of this. All right. So let's just say you, like, I don't have a mortgage. What I did do though, was I was able to extend out a couple of my, my car payments that I have, uh, to the move, move two payments to the end. And I, I might have to pay a small fee for it, but, that's what I was able to do. But what I'm hearing is happening. If you have a mortgage and you know how they're talking about, Oh, the, the, you know, moratorium on evictions and, uh, you know, your late fees waived on things. Now what I heard about the, uh, and I, I don't know this firsthand for myself, but I, another thing, it was on that show. And one of the, one of the people on his show was saying that his sister, uh, has, has, called to get some mortgage relief, right? And what they said is they'll defer the payment for 90 days, okay? But at the end of that 90 days, the 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 3 months is due. So I mean, how is that any relief for anybody? That, in my opinion, that's just another way to get. Oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna get you some relief, and you're not really looking at the the fine print because you're in a you're in a dire, desperate situation, right? You know what I mean. You, you don't really think about you know the fine print when you're like you're just relieved that somebody's gonna that that you're not gonna get or that you think that you're not gonna get fucked for ninety days, right? You're just happy. And so you're not really paying attention to this fine print. Most people don't, right? Uh, we're, we're lazy, right? We're lazy. I Well, I'm, let me speak for myself. I'm lazy. Most of the time, I won't read that shit, all right? I'll ju- I'm just happy that it, it's here. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. I mean, who knows? Um, but 
with that being said, <laughs> they don't read the fine print. And at the end of 90 days, that whole amount is due. All right. So let's just say you've got a $1,400. So you got a $1,400 a month mortgage payment, which in just probably, I don't know, not in California. You're talking more like, okay, let, let's be real. Let's use uh, uh, California then. All right. So let, let's say you've got a $3,200 mortgage payment. All right. Extended out for three months. So three, six, nine, nine thousand and six hundred dollars is due at the end of that three months. How many people are going to have that if they've even gone back to work? All right. Let's be real. You're getting twelve hundred dollars from the government. If you make seventy five thousand dollars or less, you'll get the whole twelve. But you have, you have, uh, it's just, it's just absurd. I, that's all I can say, man. It's, it's absurd. There's no way (laughs) there, there is no way that, I mean, even, okay. I don't know. I'm just going to go on with with uh, what I was planning on doing because every time I talk about this, it just gets on my it gets on my nerves, man. All right, so the Jimmy Dore clip. Let's uh, let let's get to that one. What's wrong inside the Bernie's campaign? Plus, we got phone calls today from from Dr. Fauci. That's right. Dr. Fauci calls in. Plus, Barack Obama and Liam Neeson and Bernie Sanders. Plus, a lot, lot more. That's today on the Jimmy Dore Show. Max Blumenthal mentioned about this guy, Thomas Massey, who's a Republican who wanted everybody to vote. Come to Washington, D.C., and he said, hey, if everybody at, at Ralph's and UPS and FedEx and the mail uh, and the post office, have all those people have to work. They all have to go into work. Why shouldn't we have to go into work and vote, meaning Congress? And uh, so people went nuts. And uh, so anyway, he's telling the truth about this bill. He tweeted this out. The stimulus package that just passed is the biggest wealth transfer from common folks to the super rich Wall Street and bankers in the history of mankind. Done in the name of a virus. With twelve hundred dollar checks as the cheese in the trap. This will be obvious in short order. So to all the people on Twitter and all the people in the comment sections of the YouTube videos who say things like, what could Bernie do? His hands were tied. He's only one guy. I'm pretty sure that was his campaign slogan when he ran for Senate. Vote for me. But what could I do? I'm just one guy. And then to all the people who say, well, Bernie, if he would have done anything, the media would have slaughtered him saying he was holding up the bail. 
So I think that was his campaign slogan, vote for me, I'll do the right thing, unless the media will attack me for it. I'd like to do the right thing, I'm just one guy, and what if the media attacks me for it? I'll do the right thing when it's easy, and when the media won't attack me for it. Is that why you guys voted for Bernie? I don't think so. Uh, and to all the people saying, I literally, there's, there's comments by grown-up people on Twitter saying, yeah, the government, you know, the Republicans were holding a gun to our head, but we have to eat. We, what if we don't eat? No, you're supposed to go take the gun away from my head, and why, doesn't, why don't the progressives hold a gun to the corporation's head? Why didn't the why didn't the progressives put a hold on this bill in the Senate and hold a gun to the corporation's head and say you put UBI and Medicare for all we are getting health care for Americans right now why don't you why don't they do that back they'll never do it they'll never do it they're gonna scream and rant about this bill and then they all fucking voted for it. And now Trump can say to everybody in the in any debate or any campaign, what are you fucking talking about? 96% of you, 96 to nothing had passed. You all voted for it. What are you talking about? If it's so horrible, why'd you all, not one person voted against it? And the cheese, that $1,200 check that everybody's saying we have to have is the cheese in the trap. So you're going to get your head smashed in for a temporary $1,200 payment. And I understand people are desperate and scared. That's why the progressive leadership should right now, I'm talking Tulsi Gabbard, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and whoever else wants that they, they, they Ro Khanna, Ayanna Presley, whoever else considers themselves a real progressive, they should try to be rallying them. And they should be sending out letters saying we're going on a rent strike and a mortgage strike. That's what they should be doing right now. Because the writing's on the wall. A $1,200 check isn't going to do anything. And as Dylan Radigan said on this show, I said, well, at least they're not stealing people's houses this time. And he says they're going to as soon as they can. As soon as they can kick you out of your house, they're going to kick you out of your house. So right now, what the progressive movement should be doing is organizing a rent strike and a mortgage strike right now. You know, in California, they just got the banks to give us a three-month moratorium. Now, Steph, you were reading something earlier today that said after that three-month moratorium, what what did they say? Okay, so my sister checked out her mortgage at uh, the credit union here in California, and they said that after three months, you will now have to compensate fully for that amount. How is that helping me? Oh, wait a minute. Explain it. So they're going to give me a break for three months, so but on you, the fourth you month... they're going to give you a break by saying that... When you say they're going to give you a break, what do you mean? Well, that, they're making it sound. What do you mean? What does that mean? Uh, they're not going to make me pay for three months of oh, my so mortgage. Oh, so you don't have to pay that mortgage? Fourth or month. You have to pay all pay three all. months, plus that fourth month. How does that help me? So that doesn't... So they're not giving you a break. That's not a break. And so right now, all the progressive leaders, I keep getting emails every day. I get three, four emails a day because I donated to Democratic candidates. 
And so now Act Blue and the, the, every fucking everybody has my email and say I get emails from everybody. I got emails from Ilhan Omar today. I get emails <laughs> from Bernie Sanders. I get emails from AOC. I got emails from Elizabeth Warren. I get emails from a lot of people every day, and not one of them is saying anything useful. Not one of them has an idea on how to address this crisis. Not one of them. They're all touting what, all the good stuff they got in the bill. And can you please... Well, here... Uh, what should be happening right now is there should be some kind of a plan by the progressive leadership. The plan that I w- I'm suggesting is that they start sending their emails to all their people and we start saying we're going to have a general strike. First, we're going to do a rent strike and then we're going to do a mortgage strike and then we're going to do a general strike until we get a UBI and Medicare for all. If we don't get that out of this cr- unbelievable fucking screwing then the progressive, we're fucking dead. We're, we're a right wing country to the hilt anyway. We got private prisons. We got private health care that leaves 30 million people out. We're the biggest, world's biggest penal colony. We're doing a bailout to the fucking, to the richest 1% again. We did it twice in 12 years. We have militarized police departments all over the, we spend trillions of dollars on bombs to, to, for imperialism. We are an unbelievably terroristic right-wing country. And right now, whatever is left of the left is doing nothing. They're fucking telling people I had to vote for this. And everybody's running around going, thanks. Thank you, everybody. And the, compl- the, the progressive news space is failing. They're running propaganda for the progressives. There are no heroes right now. There are a bunch of progressives not doing a fucking thing. Not even an idea. No one's calling out Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer for, insta- for, for, for engineering this bill. Nobody's calling them out for not having a fucking a, a voice, for having a voice vote instead of everyone's vote being counted and recorded. No one's calling out the Democratic leadership for this. Everyone's pretending that this is 100%. What the Democratic leadership did just now did was give a... $4 trillion slush fund to Donald Trump with no oversight. A guy who they say is working for Putin. They just did that and they could have stopped it. They didn't even try not to. They didn't even vote against it. They didn't even vote against it. We got to have a rent strike. We got to have a mortgage strike. We got to have a general strike. And if the progressive, uh, if your progressive leaders aren't calling for that, then you know that they are have been fucking had. Because every progressive who you who is a Democrat bends the knee to the Democratic Party. Every one of them. They all voted for Nancy Pelosi as speaker. And now Nancy Pelosi is fucking you with this bill. Oh, no, Nancy Pelosi tried to get all this stuff in the bill. She wrote all that stuff in a way that she knew would never get it in the bill. And then she didn't have anybody get recorded for this vote. And no one is going to be held accountable for, for passing this. No one. That's why they had a voice vote in the House. So no one could be held accountable for this. I had a headline on a video saying, AOC screams against stimulus, then votes for it. And people are saying, how do you know she voted for it? Because Nancy Pelosi made sure it was a voice vote. And she did, was she screaming about the voice vote? Was she calling out Nancy Pelosi? If she voted against it, I would please, if she could tweet that, 
I, I would love to correct the record, but as far as I know, every Democrat supported this. No matter what grandstanding speeches you saw, they did nothing to oppose this or stop this. They wouldn't even call out their own leadership over it. This is a Republican. The $1,200 checks you're getting is the cheese in the trap. And what happens when the, when the mouse tries to grab the cheese? That's what happens. Get your fucking head smashed in. And that's what's coming. So when I turn on Democracy Now! and I see Ilhan Omar in a very calm way saying, well, this is why I support the bill, and she's not screaming her head off, I know she's, there's something wrong. And, and, and I guess they don't realize what's coming. I guess they really don't realize what's coming. Do they not realize what's coming? Do they, they kicked 5.1 million families out of their house the last time this happened. Families. 5.1 million families. Not people. Families. Out of their house in the middle of an economic collapse. That's what Barack Obama did. In the middle of an economic collapse, they kicked 5.1 million families out of their house. You don't think that's coming again? $1,200 doesn't pay anybody's rent in New York or Los Angeles. I'll fucking tell you that right now. And the banks are getting paid twice. The banks are getting your rent and your mortgage, and the banks are also getting a uh, uh, trillion dollars a day. And you're suckers if you believe your progressive media that tells you there's heroes on the left in this fight. There aren't any. There are no heroes. It is stunning to watch progressive media fall down on the job on this. It is stunning. But thanks again for leaving the huge lane open. What should be happening right now is they should be organizing a a rent strike, a mortgage strike, and then a general strike. Why, why, Why isn't everybody telling the grocery workers to stay home until we get Medicare for all? That's what I would be doing if I was a labor leader. If I was a labor leader, I would say all my grocery workers stay home until we all get $20 an hour because you know we're essential workers. And Medicare for all. How about that? What's their hazard pay? I would tell every FedEx driver, every you, what every every Amazon worker, I would tell everyone stay home. Every all you got to do is tell Amazon workers you don't even need anybody else. If you could get grocery workers and Amazon workers to stay home for fucking two days, this country is shut down. And then we get Medicare for all and we get a UBI. And if we don't get that out of this crisis, uh, I'm moving to fucking France and putting on a yellow vest. And if I see the progressive media run fucking interference for their progressive leaders who are actively falling down on the fucking job and doing grandstanding bullshit speeches, I will call them out by name. It's fucking ridiculous what's going on right now. They are laying down and letting the boot of fucking fascism kick them in the face. And they're saying, I got no other choice. They won't even fight. Yeah, so you want to you want to hear the rest of that? Uh, that's over on the Jimmy Dore podcast, and that one is 
see here. Uh, his last show, which is called General Strike Now. You can find the rest of that uh, interview on that episode. And, I, and he's right. He's absolutely right. Uh, you know, we should be, you know, they never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, shit, neither should we. You know, I believe full wholeheartedly that, you know, we should all be uh, on a strike. You know what I mean? Everybody should be staying home right now and bending them to our will instead of it always being the other way around where we're being bent to their will and what they want and, and you know, work harder, work longer, get less, do this, do that, raise taxes, you know, it just it it seems like it never stops. And I think this is our perfect opportunity, the perfect set of events that's going to transpire and take place where we should stand up and, and demand what we deserve, you know, as hardworking people, as, you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever reason you need. And, you know, you, and your main reason should be that you have an elite, uh, ruling class that has us I don't, blinded th- to think that we're in a two-party system when we're not. We're in a one-party system, and that that party is the donor class, and that's the corporate uh, the, the the corporations that are are running this country, or the lead they're running the leaders of this country to do what they want them to do by by means of. Uh, money for campaign elections, campaign reelections, uh, you name it, whatever it is. That's, you know, they're, they're the ones that are actually running this country. So we have the power to take it back. And this is the perfect time, the perfect set of, of, uh, I don't know, the perfect set of, of conditions to, take our country back and and get what we deserve. You know, the people that should be running this country are the people that build the country and the people that defend the country. That's who should be running the country. Not politicians that have no idea and are so far removed from any kind of, uh, you name it, any, anything that has to do with a working class uh, struggle. These politicians are so far removed from that that they have no idea. You know what I mean? They've been rich for so long since they've gotten there. All these career politicians that they 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 don't know what it is to be struggling in in the working class. They, they have no clue. Uh, they don't have the same benefits that we do. You know what I mean? Their their doctors, their medical, all that stuff is 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 better than than what we would have. You know, so they, they don't, there's like, they got easy street. You know what I mean? It's like, they shouldn't have lifetime medical. They shouldn't have lifetime, anything lifetime. Uh, you know, once you, you still get a salary, once you, you retire fuck no, man, do, do we get any of that? No. So I don't see why they should be getting that either. You know, that's part, part of the reason why they, 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 they don't have to do any of the things that we do. So why would they, why would they, you know what I mean? No wonder they're, they're, they're superior. Oh man, don't get me started. 
Um, so here's an, here, this is the next clip I'm going to play. And this is from uh, the Tinfoil Hat podcast or Swapcast. And it's with uh, Sam Tripoli, uh, Pat Militich, and Jeffrey Wilson. And then they had another guy on, uh, I can't remember his name is, Tim Pichot or something like that. Lady named Charlotte Iserby, who is the second uh, assistant secretary of education. She was married into Skull and Bones. Her husband, or sorry, she was married into Skull and Bones. Her dad was Skull and Bones. So she's got you know two direct connections to Skull and Bones. And she wrote a book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, yes. where this was all Germans when they came over here. I mean, Kindergarten, that's a German word. I don't know what it means. I don't speak uh, German. But you know, this is all set up by the by, by the Nazis to get good little you know good little workers, good little slaves out of everybody. And and you know, and Sam, you guys are talking about you guys weren't taught this in high school. Well, how I was on the national the team that won the national competition on the Federal Reserve taking a whole entire class on the Federal Reserve, and I didn't know the Federal Reserve was private. I also had a Series hmm. 7 stockbroker's license, a Series 66, my life accident and health. Uh, I, had, uh, my, I was a chartered retirement planning counselor at this time by 23 years old, and by 25, I was a certified financial planner, which was probably the youngest one in America at the time, and I didn't know this. And so, Are you serious? I was like, if I didn't know this— and you, then so- you had all those licenses and didn't know it was private yet. No, and still most people in my profession still have no idea what's going on with this. And so it such a fire on my ass when I found out that I've been lied to this whole time. Because I, I thought I was going to prove this guy wrong in about five seconds and make a big fool out of him. <laughs> and to find out that I was the one who was made a fool of. So ever since then, I've just had this fire underneath me uh, you know, to expose what they're doing. Because what they're doing is incredibly dangerous. And they're eventually going to create, you know, make the, they're going to blow everything up. I mean, and like literally going to blow everything up at the rate they're going. They're going even faster than what I thought they would go. If you guys actually saw the presentation I did at Anarcha Poco, it's basically I was listing off all these different things that can kick off this entire mess and that we weren't the greatest economy ever in the history of the world. And I was and I was texting Sam and I was like, hey man, you gotta check out this presentation and I want to come on your show because all of you, you're letting your guest say, uh, you know, so Eddie, hope we don't kick my ass, but you know, you're letting guys like Eddie Bravo get away with saying that this is the greatest economy ever and really it was all engineered by central banks and by Fed money printing and having other uh, you know, companies that were that were issuing money, uh, sorry, issuing bonds, getting bonds for next to nothing, then using that money they borrowed to then buy back their own stock. Then when they buy back their own stock, it then decreases the amount of stock outstanding, which then increases their uh, their shareholder value. And then that's why you saw about you know a huge a record amount of CEOs step down in January mm-hmm. because they knew what was about to come and they wanted to get yeah. their stock options. Well, yeah, you saw Bezos. Yeah, he yeah. sold like six billion or whatever in in stock before this happened. Weinstein, or not Weinstein, yeah. but Feinstein sold, and a couple of people in Congress yeah. sold a bunch of shit. So he clearly knew. Yeah. So what do we? What, let's let's go back. I think it's important for us to go back to the beginning and say, okay, the Federal Reserve Act was written in 1910 on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia. 1913. Uh, a secret. Uh, no, 1910 it was written on oh, Jekyll okay. Island. 1913 it was passed. There you go. So 19, 1910, um, politicians and banker representatives took a secret train from New Jersey down to Georgia and then went over to Jekyll Island and met in the clubhouse there on Jekyll Island. That clubhouse still exists. You can take tours of that island, but that's when the Federal Reserve Act was written uh, by politicians who were obviously being paid off and, and banking representatives. And then in 1913, it was passed 
during the Christmas break when most politicians were not even there. And here's the thing that's, that, that is very interesting is that uh, Wilson won the election over Taft, and Wilson was the one that signed the Federal Reserve Act into law. But what's interesting is, is bankers uh, talked Roosevelt into running for office to take votes away from Taft so that Wilson would win. And that's interesting. So Wilson was being paid off, yeah. and Roosevelt was being paid off at the same time, when Taft would have been the guy that, to veto it, and we wouldn't have a Federal Reserve Act at all. And, I mean, and this, is the, this, this is where people, people need to educate themselves and understand, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, the last president to kill the, the central banking system was who? He didn't kill it, but yeah, this, JFK. I know what you're saying. Andrew, 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 no, no, no. Way before that, Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. He was taken off the twenty dollar bill, wasn't he? He's about to be, and he was attempted to be assassinated yeah. twice, and both guns misfired from post. Both guns misfired exactly. So, so that's the thing is is there's there's no there's no wonder, and it's not a surprise that Andrew Jackson is being taken off the twenty dollar bill because he was the guy that killed the last guy to kill the central bank. Wow, I never knew. You know, it's very interesting you said that about um, Roosevelt running to take uh, votes away from Taft because we see that in real time right now. You know, I mean, Elizabeth Warren staying in to take votes away from Bernie Sanders. Now, nothing about Bernie Sanders' um, politics. I'm not a Bernie Sanders guy. It seems like the Democrats want him as a guy, and he's been kneecapped yet again, and yet again he's not saying anything. I think he's part of the theater going on but we've we've seen right. that before with um uh I, the reason i think it's so interesting because do you guys notice there's no major third party candidate this year hmm. in this election there's always a third party well, guy. they haven't they haven't picked a, i'm actually a delegate for the libertarian party uh this this go around and not because i you know i even care about voting and more of an anarchist and i think the whole thing's a big joke uh <laughs> But, you know, with that said, the, the guy that runs the Libertarian Party, complete deep state, absolute stooge, and it was my goal to try to get rid of him and try to recruit a bunch of other people. He's actually not running again now, so, I, you know, maybe I don't even have to go there. Uh, but anyways, with the Libertarian Party, so there, uh, there's a guy named Jacob Hornberger who I'm really pushing for. There's actually a few good people. I mean, Kokesh is running as well. Uh, but, yeah, so, so their nominating process isn't done until – uh, May. So so after May, hopefully we'll hear more about it. I can get you hooked up with Jacob Hornberger as well. I did an interview with him about two weeks ago. Great guy. He's sort of like the Ron Paul 2.0. But again, you mm. have to even go get into how you even the, the whole like getting on the debate stage is run by the, the Commission on Presidential uh, Presidential Debates. That's a private company that's sponsored by like Budweiser, American Airlines, a few different lawyers. And it's its <clears> own <throat> entity that was taken away from the Women's uh, Commission on Voting or something, Women's League of Voters. And right. so that is a private organization. They've got two private clubs up there. And then if somebody does like uh, what was it? Uh, Perot, when so when Perot was able to get up there, that was the last year they had the Women's League of Voters running it. Then they went over to this Presidential Commission on Debates, and so you can't even get into this debates. And then it's like, okay, well, even if you do get into debates, and even if you are on all the ballots, well, then how do you even know they even counted your votes? Yeah, through blockchain, they could fix it tomorrow if yes, they wanted sir. to. Dude, I 100% believe that these elections, I, I, at least some of them, are complete and utter BS. The results don't matter. <laughs> It just no. dawned on you? No, no, no. But I mean, like, like, dude, I mean, like, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Diane Feinstein. I mean, like, it's like, it's not even, they're not even hiding. There's no <laughs> way Debbie Wasserman Schultz won after she completely kneecapped Bernie 
and fucking fuck the Democratic Party list. But she went, I just, well, it's, and then it's the, not even hiding. The, the Beck, the Jared Beck, who, you know, went in and basically was uh, the representative for the plaintiffs when they sued the DNC, they, the DNC pretty much said, there's no real rules that keep us from nominating whoever the fuck we want. We can go into a back room and decide whoever we yeah, want to run. Organization. Exactly. The, it's not a, dude a, dude it's not a government operation. The DNC is a private, private operation. Yeah, and the dude that sued Debbie Wasserman Schultz went in there to serve him and then like found him dead two days later. Sean Lucas. Yeah. Sean Lucas wound up dead. Seth Witch wound up dead. Those guys all not work directly for Jared Beck, but those two were working kind of in, you know, that kind of capacity with some of that lawsuit stuff. But yeah, they both wound up dead. What what are your guys' thoughts about what just happened with the Fed? You know, I've been trying to find out. I want to hear all the information on that. I've kind of woke up today and Jeffrey will Jeffrey's always pounding on me about trusting any of these fucking people and I don't know, maybe because I just want hope yeah. that there's something different going on that, you know, it's like Eddie Bravo says, if this, if this, if this ain't real, we're all fucked. And <laughs> sorry about all the Facebook people listening, but, um, you know, it's just like, what is going on? Fed? Is this just, is just, just another ploy of cronyism, which I, I mean, my yes. history tells yes, this is going to be, more cronyism. It's control just... of the monetary system. It's it's a fight for the control of the monetary system. It is, but I do believe it's nationalists versus globalists. Um, I believe that there is a strong interest in. I, I I still, no matter what, believe that there are white hats within the government that are fighting uh, on behalf of the citizens. I think that there is a. If there wasn't a fight going on, we wouldn't even. There, this stuff would go through without a problem, right? So there are people within the government who are white hats who are waging a war against these globalists. So um, that's that's the way. All right, that's enough of that one. Uh, so yeah, if you want to catch that, that's the uh, what is it number two ninety seven of the uh, Tinfoil Hat podcast uh, with Sam Tripoli. And that's number 297. Yeah. So you've got another, uh, you know, Pat Militich. He's not, he's, you know, he's, he's no slouch. He was a UFC fighter. Uh, you know, Sam Tripoli's a good, good comedian. Uh, he's not, you know, he's no, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's a reputable person. So, I mean, that's a, He's got a lot of good people on his podcast and in his shows, so go check him out. Check the rest of that episode out, and judge for yourself. I've got one more here, and it's uh, from the Joe Rogan. Let's see. Hold on here. I need to get this over to and what that means what we mean by that impression of a politician like a shitty comedian would do their best impression of Dave Attell you know that's a, the best example oh. I mean, legacy media has a mu- I have this mode where I just media has a much more impactful presence in terms of foreign policy in terms of Dealing with the uh, pandemic, the response, like things along those lines. Like, so, let's play with it and see where it goes. Okay. 
if you think about Wikipedia, Wikipedia might have a rule that says we allow we, – we don't do original research, so please link to authoritative sources. And you say, OK, great. What are authoritative sources? Mm. So now the authoritative source is the CDC or the WHO or the Surgeon General or the New York Times or CNN or MSNBC. Like if you have this, but is MSNBC like if someone just goes on on the air and well, talks have a about list. something? See, I, I, is that an authoritative source, or is it, wouldn't it be like an expert in health, like someone who's gone over peer-reviewed studies, someone who is well who's the educated? Surgeon, who's the and, Surgeon General right now? I don't know. Or CDC is that Redfield? I don't know. I'm sure he's a competent physician. I also think that there's a whole thing about pretending that masks don't work. Masks don't work in the general population. Please don't buy them. Our healthcare people need them. Is that what they're saying? Well, that's what they've been saying, right? And so the, the, the issue is that you have some piece of nonsense. So the, the, the it origin- is a piece of nonsense because California is now changing their recommendation, saying if you're going out in public, it's you not just wear nonsense. A mask. It's deadly nonsense. It's deadly physician killing nonsense. I mean, I'm trying. Smiles, everyone. Smile. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what we have is a, is a situation in which we knew that the mask and personal protective equipment supplies are wildly off, to say nothing of ventilators and ICU beds. And now, what do we do about it? So we have rules like, please don't bring masks to work because it scares the patients. Or um, please don't uh, wear homemade masks um, because they might actually be more... Uh, germ-filled or virus-filled. So you're back-propagating what you wish to be true to get the action that you're looking for. What we have is a prisoner's dilemma where if everybody runs and buys up masks, who, like the people we need to be protected most are the heroes who are actually dealing with, you know, multiple COVID patients and taking huge amounts of viral load. So there's no question in my mind that those, those are the people that as a society... If you would level with us, like there is a speech to give, which would go like this, um, you know, my fellow Americans, uh, as readiness are, I am forced to tender my resignation effective Friday this week. Uh, I have failed to heed many of the warnings in our academic literature. Because our reserves are severely depleted, it is imperative that we not suffer further loss of life. And therefore, I am uh, forced to make a, an unusual request. Having failed you. I'm asking everyone who stockpiled masks for personal use to think about doing something sacrificial for the good of us all. Our heroes are currently exposed to the coronavirus and taking huge amounts of viral load. And I'm asking you to donate any unused masks that you have uh, to this population as we are desperately trying to replenish our stocks. Please continue to shelter in place and recognize that the benefit to you is minor and the benefit to us all is major. And... This will be following your heroic impulse to bring us back together as a nation. First of all, is there a readiness czar? No. Okay. Second of all, no one's going to say that. They're they're never going to admit. They're going to say we are adjusting our we're adjusting our recommendations based on the new. No, Joe. I am. I'm going to be completely unreasonable. I know I have this mode where I just I I I become completely unreasonable. Go ahead. This is if, if that's where we are, then it's time to revolt. Revolt how? I don't know. Well, we need people. Civil, that, di- civil, civil disobedience. Like to to put our healthcare people. I mean, I have not been off my property for weeks. The reason I'm here, in part, is um, to do what little I can, and it's very little, 
to support the people who we who are our literal heroes, our life and death, putting their sel- themselves in harm's way. The idea of our hospital administrators abusing our physicians and nurses makes me apoplectic with rage. The fact that these people are told that they can't talk to the press and they write to me and their, their family and their children write to me. My mother was asked to do this. My uncle works in a prison. He's not allowed to wear a mask. He's not allowed to bring a mask. I send a mask, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's a lot of those stories. Okay. What the hell is wrong? It is time for these people to resign, and it is time for us to remember that we have the ability to turn over our own government. This is – we are so unprepared as a nation, and we have been sold out for so long by our self-appointed leadership class who nobody wants – that we either remember who we are and how this game is played. I mean, this is like, this is a pre-war footing. And this can easily lead to war. The transmission mechanism is you have everybody stay indoors because you're worried about deaths of accountability, which is, you know, I don't think they're worried about the number of deaths. I think they're worried about deaths that result from triage and that would result in career-ending action. Yeah, this is what you were saying on the phone. You think that's really what's bothering them. Yes, and then but if we all have to stay home while they replenish our supplies, then the economy goes into recession. Recession can become depression. Depressions lead to armed conflict, and armed conflict leads to war. That would be a transmission mechanism from these stupid masks to stop something that nobody can handle. And my, it, here, Here's the thing. We are coming up on Passover, and we Jews have a tradition that I wish everybody had, which is that we read one stupid story every goddamn year just to drill it into your head to make sure it's always fresh. And this is when it's time to leave, when it's time to change, don't wait for the bread to rise. This is what I say to every Jewish person. Like you're sitting around waiting for the bread to rise because they all know the story, which is you eat the goddamn matzah because the people who waited for the bread to rise are no longer with us and their descendants are no longer with us. And it is time to revolt. This leadership class is unworkable. The reason that you and I both came to the word Tulsi instantly, I don't think you took much deliberation, is because Tulsi would know what to do. Well, she's also the least encumbered. Yeah. She's the least burdened by the the ties. Everybody in the system hates her. Yeah. You know, and the whole point is she would put heads on pikes. Yeah. This is the moment for heads on pikes. And, and, and it's important. It's not a vengeance thing. The, the importance is what is the cost to you killing people by failing to heed the academic literature? If, if a supply was, was um, depleted and you didn't replenish it, what is the cost to you? Well, there's lessons in how other countries have, have viewed this and how they chose to act, particularly South Korea, right? South Korea acted quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller population than us but a much smaller impact of the virus they shut things down very quickly yeah yeah singapore i don't know how singapore very very same thing uh i think that they you know they use surveillance and tracking and you know making sure that they visited anybody who was known i mean they had a different system and 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 as people like you and me who love our civil liberties i believe that in part Singapore's draconian society lives off of things that only we can do due to our freedom. Mm. So you have to realize that freedom is itself an export. And one of the great dangers is is that China has been exporting the benefits of freedom from the United States into an authoritarian system so that they get the benefits of both worlds. 
They get the benefits of our middle finger, which I think is the secret of American innovation. And they get the benefits of authoritarianism where they can do things that we can't because they can order people to do the unconscionable. Mm. So my feeling is I'm on team civil liberties and team civil liberties has to be somewhat nationalistic, more militaristic, more commanding control. Like who would you take orders from? So in a lot of fields, I'd take orders from you. You're the big dog in this space, you know, and to the extent that you wanted to coordinate something, I would use my channel. I would subordinate to you and I would want sometimes people to subordinate to me if I have if I was taking a lead on something important. When we have this fear of leadership, because we're all so individualistic that we never want to take an order. Like whenever I'm training a new assistant or something, one of my always best practices is, uh, can I get you coffee? All right, so you you get the gist, right? You get the point. You you hear what he said, Eric Weinstein. I don't really know who he is in the in the world. I guess I could wiki it real quick if I really want to put it out there. But I mean, the, the, here's the point. I'm coming up on an hour here. Um, we. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, even there, he's it, it, go and listen to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Uh, that was let me see what. Uh, let's come over here real quick. Switch this. Put that down. Take this up. And so it was, uh, fort episode number fourteen fifty three. Eric Weinstein. Uh, and it's a it's a about a three hour podcast on that episode, so definitely it was worth uh, taking a listen to the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, at the at the end of there of of what I had, he was uh, basically you know kind of trying to tell Joe that you know he wants to use his channel and that. You know, anybody that's, uh, well, this is how I took it. Anybody that's uh, got a platform and thinks the same way and kind of using it to organize people uh, <laughs> for revolution, uh, you know, he said we should revolt. I, <sighs> that's a scary thought. I mean, what does that look like? I mean, I know what it looked like back in uh, the Civil Civil War. Uh, I mean, I don't know personally how it looked, but, I mean, through stories, you know, reenactments, you know, and that, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Um, and so, I mean, what does that look like now when we're a little bit more civilized and, you know, but, I mean, you've got all these people that are going and buying up guns. You know, you got tons of people buying up guns right now. Not scary, especially since I can't own one since I'm a felon, so I'm gonna have to machete somebody <laughs> or 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 learn how to run, learn how to run fast uh so yeah, I don't know man this is a uh, strange times just sitting here i'm not, I don't even know what to what to think about all this stuff. I know one thing that I do, uh, I just hope that we can figure it out, uh, as a country, as a a species, um, I just hope that we can figure this out 
and in a peaceful way. But I mean, something does need to be done. Uh, or we can continue being slaves to a system that will continue to take and take and take from us. So I don't know. There's three different podcasts. I just, uh, uh, let you, uh, I shared with you, uh, with a bunch of different opinions, but they all lead to the same place. Uh, you know, now is kind of the time for us to put it together and what are we going to do? We going to shit or get off the pot. Uh, so make up your minds because time's running out. We need to figure out what we're going to do and get to doing it. <clears throat> so first YouTube video. Ah, whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed what I what I had to share with you, and uh, I'll leave you with uh, with the rest of my intro song uh, to go out of this too. Um, like I always say, uh, stay true to yourself. Keep it one hundred, because. Everything else is just noise.